the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much for joining us today on AM630 KSLR. I am Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at the radio station, and we are so grateful that you have tuned in today to this program entitled Church of the Week. As you may know, every week I have a program and I have a featured pastor, a featured guest uh, that's in studio with me so that we can give you, our listeners, an opportunity to get to know the different ministries that are awesome and vibrant around the city of San Antonio so that you can get connected. We're so thankful that you listen and tune in to uh, different teachings throughout the week and the weekends here on 630 KSLR. Um, But we also want to encourage you to be a part of the local church. We want you to meet somebody and get to know them as your pastor. Uh, We want you to meet a local group of people that you can get to know as your brothers and sisters in Christ, people that you can get uh, receive encouragement from, people that you can encourage yourself uh, and uh, just just be a family together. So today we're um, welcoming Bishop Thomas Booker. Uh, he is uh, the pastor over at New Evangelist Ministries International here in San Antonio. Bishop, welcome to the studio. Thank you, my brother. Thanks for being here. And uh, we want to uh, let people know some information about you, where you come from. So before we get into the ministry about uh, the church itself, tell us about yourself. What's some personal information we can find out about you? I know you're not from San Antonio, because I was actually here when you moved here. But give us some background information about you. Yes, we're a native of Corpus Christi. We live there, work there, went to school there, ministered there. And a few years ago, the Lord spoke to us and laid it on our heart that he wanted us to move to San Antonio. So we retired. I did 37 and a half years with AT&T, and I retired from the company and packed up the family, and we moved to San Antonio and began our ministry up here. Uh, Lord, just let us know that it was time for us to go, that the work that we had done, and we'd done extensive work in the city of Corpus Christi, but the Lord let us know that I've got greater things for you, and the things that I have for you cannot be done in Corpus. Your work is finished here. Now, how long did you do do ministry in Corpus? I did ministry in Corpus for 31 years. Wow. While still working a full-time job. While still working a full-time job. How difficult is that? It was a challenge. (laughs) And not only did we do uh, ministry, pastoring, but we also had a youth choir that Hmm. we used to take. My wife and I, we used to take in all over Texas. Wow. We were instrumental in producing a CD for the children. We took at-risk children. We took them off the street and put them in the choir doing something positive for the Lord. Great. Because at one time we had children that the highest that they hoped to be was gangsters and different you know, things in society, none which were productive, but mm. with God's help, we were able to take them 
and minister to them, put them in the choir, teach them positive, put positive role models in their life, and do things like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So after three decades, over three decades of ministry in uh, Corpus Christi, God tells you, hey, time to pack up your bags and move to San Antonio. That's basically what he did. We were a uh, little apprehensive at first and said, Lord, is that really you? Is that is that really you? Because yeah. we've got our home, That's we've got our move. life, we've got everything. And yeah. you're telling us just to pack up and go somewhere. We don't know anyone or have any connections or anything Ooh. else. And it, it it was challenging. That's just like God. Yes, just like God. But I can say since we've been in the city, he has opened doors for us. Mm-hmm. He's made ways for us, and he's been so true to his word. And we're here, and we're yet looking for him to open even greater doors Amen. for us because he promised us that he would supply all of our need, that he would take care of us. And we're just excited each and every day about what he has done and what he is doing in our life. Yeah. Tell me, as a minister, uh, what are what are some of the passions or what what moves you in ministry? What do you enjoy doing in ministry? Well, as a minister, I... One of my greatest passions is seeing people set free, seeing people delivered, uh, those that are Christians, those that are of the household of faith, because it it is very troubling to me to see God's people that many times are bound by habits, bound by what I call religious practices, and it's a great passion to teach and preach and help them get free, that they can live the life that God has called them to live. For, you know, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Yes. And it's to me, it's a bad thing seeing people that are bound, that cannot live the full, the free life that hmm. Jesus gave his life so that we could have. Well, let's let's dig a little bit deeper into that subject since that's your passion, deliverance, because some people may not know exactly what deliverance is. When you talk about religious practices and bondage, they may be scratching their head thinking, what is he talking about? Can you explain a little bit more about deliverance and how that works? Well, in deliverance, there, again, is deliverance from religious practices. There are sometimes spirits. We know that there's the Holy Spirit, but there's also the unholy spirit that influence God's people many times and others that are not saved to do all kind of ungodly things and acts. And our passion, again, is seeing them set free if they're harassing spirits, that they would be delivered from that, that Sometimes sickness, disease can be caused by an ungodly attack of the enemy, of the devil himself. And it's ours to come in and pray with them and warfare with them until they are set free, until they are delivered, that they can be healed, as Jesus called for them being, that they can be delivered, that they can be set free. Sometimes it's an addiction. Yeah. And we pray and we warfare. It's it's uh, an overwhelming spirit that many times calls them to have an addiction. And we want to see them set free from that because we know that nothing is too hard for God and that if they will give themselves to that and believe by faith, they can be set free. And that's where we come in. Can a Christian be bound in certain areas? Yes, they can. A Christian can be bound by 
as I said, religious practices. Okay, and, and now that you say religious practices, let, let's dive into that a little bit more. So okay. what are some examples of what, what is a religious practice that I could be bound in such an area? A practice can be a tradition that mm-hmm. grandmother did it this way, mother did it this way, so I'm doing it this way, mm-hmm. which can be contrary to the Word of God. Yeah. Uh, sometimes just even in the way that we worship is contrary to the way of God. The way that we think can be contrary to the way of God uh, because we sometimes we've heard something, it sounds good, so we take it and we make it a religious practice. But when we read the Word of God, we see that it is contrary to what Jesus taught, what Mm. Jesus said. Uh, So we have to be very mindful and very careful because I myself have heard people preach and teach on things that sounded good, but then when I examined the word for myself, I found that it was not right what Mm. I was being taught or what was being preached to me. Mm. So we tried to come in and remove doctrinal errors. And there are many doctrinal errors in the land these days. Yeah. So it's important to just preach the Bible. Yes, the word, as Jesus taught it and as Jesus demonstrated to us. Yeah. Speaking of demonstrations, you know, we mm-hmm. see we see throughout scripture uh in the life of Jesus as he 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 did the things that you're talking about. He did do deliverance. He he conducted healings, you know, by touching people, by even just speaking a word, yes. people were healed. Um he laid his hands on the sick and they recovered and uh he went to those that were demonically possessed mm-hmm. and um and they were set free. Yes. Those are stories that we read throughout Scripture that happened thousands of years ago, yet the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit is still alive and well today. It hasn't diminished. Oh, it no. hasn't gone away. No, no. Those signs and wonders are still uh, active today. So without going into, de- into detail, without naming names, obviously, what would be maybe a modern-day story of something that you might have experienced in the area of deliverance of someone that might have uh, gotten set free? Well, (laughs) glad you asked me. We have lately, and I'm not saying this to offend anyone, but the truth of the matter is we have, of late here in San Antonio, we've dealt with quite a few that are in the homosexual community Mm -hmm. that were bound by that spirit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some were taught that they were born that way. Some have just accepted it. But we read in Scripture that this was contrary to the Word of God, and we have done deliverances on people such as that, that they're set free. We've got young men that are now young men. They no longer have the desires as they once had or want to do the things or even dress the way that they did, that the Lord has come in and through his miraculous power has set them free, and they become, as I said, young men in the community that are going forth as young men. And I think that many people don't realize and don't know that in that, that they don't have to be bound by that, that they don't have to have the anxiety and the worries and problems that go along with that lifestyle, that Jesus is able to deliver them from that. And we're quite, we've been quite instrumental in the city in seeing those that want to be, Again, I say those that want to be yeah. set free, we've seen them set free. We've got testimonials of those that were bound that have been set free from that lifestyle. 
Yeah, you know, the spirit of um, perversion has just been running rampant in our in our days. Yes. Uh, whether it's homosexuality or womanizing or uh, infidelity, yes. uh, incest, rape, I mean, just all kinds of just yes. madness going on in, in our society. And we yes, see it. Yes. All you got to do is turn on the 10 o'clock news and you'll yes. see it right there happening in our own backyard, happening in our, in our own city, uh, per se. And so... Um, yeah, we've got to combat these things. Yes, we've got to sir. we've got to put on our armor and get out there and fight. Yes, sir. Uh, so we're thankful that uh, that you have this ministry. Uh, you've been listening to Pastor and Bishop Thomas Booker. He is uh, the bishop over uh, New Evangelist Ministries International here in, in the northeast side of San Antonio. If you'd like more information about their ministry, you can call them at two ten five five seven. 0851. Again, that's 210 557 0851. Specifically, and especially in the area of deliverance, if you know of someone or you yourself might be uh, dealing with an issue where you feel bound, even though you've accepted Christ, you're trying to live your life the right way, but you feel bound in a certain area or to a certain addiction, uh, please reach out to, uh, to Bishop Booker. Again, 210 557 0851. Their website is newevangelistministries.org. And uh, you can find them also on Sunday afternoon uh, for their Sunday worship uh, service at 1.30 p.m. The address is uh, 12403 Nacogdoches Road, Suite 110. Again, 12403 Nacogdoches Road, Suite 110. Uh, Bishop, um, let's uh, talk a little bit about the word bishop, the title. Uh, uh, People are more familiar with pastor, uh, prophet, evangelist, apostle, teacher. Yes. Uh, bishop is maybe not as commonly known. We've heard it around, but what exactly is a bishop? As a bishop, I am an overseer. I also I head an organization called Kingdom Builders National Conference, and I am the overseer of it. And a bishop is many times the overseer of a church mm-hmm. or churches, I should say. Uh, the word bishop is noted today. You hear the word bishop more than you do apostle, but yeah. a bishop can be an apostle, but it's an overseer that oversees ministries, that oversees uh, church congregations. Mm-hmm. And I've taken the title of a bishop because it's, again, it's it's more recognizable to the general populace than, say, an apostle, mm-hmm. which is one that's sent, but we're sent here to San Antonio, so we're here. But that's why we have taken on that title. And the Bible speaks about those that desire the office of a bishop, and it gives the qualifications Mm -hmm. of one that desires the office of a bishop. And in biblical times, it was an overseer of churches that were established. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for being a part of the church in San Antonio. And, and tell us now that you've been here for a few years, uh, how many how many years now? Three? Yes, sir. Three years in San Antonio. Uh, what have you seen thus far? What, is, what has God been showing you here in the city? Uh, I know sometimes it takes longer to see the full, uh, the full picture of what God has sent you here to do specifically. But so far in these past three years, tell me a little bit about what God has done in your life and in the ministry. Well, I'm glad you asked. God has taken us, and he has given us a picture. This city is quite a bit larger than Corpus, and we've been trying to get a handle on just where he would desire to permanently establish us here in the city. But what we're here for also is to bring churches together. He's brought us here as, I don't like using the word organizer, but as one that brings churches together, Mm -hmm. a facilitator. We bring churches together. We have no 
you know, no creed of color, race, religion many times, but we worship together because we have brought churches together in corpus. We brought black, white, brown, red, yellow, whatever. It didn't matter. We were all God's people. And we were able to come together and worship, and we're here to do likewise. That's what God has also let us know that we're here to bring down some walls, Mm -hmm. some walls, because they're all, we are all his people, and he's opening doors that we're able to go into communities and go into places that uh, many others have not been able to go into, but there are yet a vast number of churches and organizations here that he has where the people need to come together that we can be a more effective force for him. Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. why we're here. Yeah, we're we're definitely more powerful as we work together. You know, God is always about uniting. God is always about us working together. Every joint supplies. We are one body in one spirit. Uh, putting aside denominations and differences mm-hmm. and focusing on the, the gospel, focusing on Jesus Christ, focusing on the salvation message yes. of the cross. Those are the things that bring us together. And the more we look at the things that divide us, the yes. more we tend to isolate ourselves. Yes. But when we look at the cross and look at the, look at that and say, that's what unites us, that's what we all preach about, Yes. that's kingdom. That's, that's kingdom true. culture. And speaking of kingdom, uh, in, the, uh, in the first part of the year, in April, you're going to be having a, a conference called Kingdom Builders Conference. I've had the opportunity to be there before and have yes. enjoyed it. Uh, tell us about why you put this kingdom uh, conference together, kingdom Builders Conference and tell us what it's about. We're preparing for our eighth conference. It was a name that God gave us as we forestated about we're here to bring people together. We have been able to have covenant churches in Texas, Alabama, Florida, Minnesota, Illinois, Iowa. It's just where we come together as one and as You've said that we lay aside all of our cultural differences, our denominational differences, that we can come together in this conference just to enjoy the Lord, just enjoy the Spirit. It's not about, you know, our little ideologies or our isms or whatever, but it's about the fact that we all love Jesus and that we can just come together and lift up his name and enjoy holy worship during the conference. Amen. Tell, tell me about the uh, the ministry itself, a new evangelist ministry. Is that the same name uh, that you had back in Corpus Christi, or did that change? Yes, no, that same it's, name. It's the same one. Same so name. why the name, and then tell me about the culture of the church here. Well, <laughs> the name New Evangelist came about the first church that I pastored back in 1983 was called Evangelist Temple. Mm. And we've just, we like the name and the Lord just kind of put it in our spirit that an evangelist is one that goes out and, you know, teaches and preaches and evangelizes. Right. And we've taken the name because, again, that's what we're doing. But our local ministry here, we came here with just my family and I, and we had those some that had promised us that they would be with us if we ever established a church here. Well, many of them that promised us did not quite, you know, fulfill their promises. They had their fingers crossed. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, hoping that we wouldn't, I guess. But 
You know, they promised us that if you start a church in San Antonio, we will be your first members. Yeah. Well, some of them that made those promises have never shown, but God himself has been faithful to us. We've grown. Amen. We're not the largest in the city. We're not the smallest. In fact, we reach out to other churches. We, uh, I've been blessed with uh, singers. I've been blessed with musicians. I've been blessed with those that go forth and praise dance in our ministry. And we have uh, tried to reach out and help others. We have gone on Saturdays and we've set up. The Lord blessed us with our own, you know, system of generators and amps and keyboards and what have you that we can go and have service anywhere. And we've shared with others that, you know, don't have the facilities to go out and do these things. We've shared with them and, you know, passed out hot dogs and Cokes and just preached the gospel right in the streets. And that's what we're about. You know, again, it's just evangelizing and helping those that need our help. Doesn't matter how large or how small you know, you may be, as I said, we're not that large, but we have Jesus and he stands behind us yeah. so that we're able to go in whatever size ministry, large, small, medium. We're able to go in and be a blessing to them. Yeah. Well, Lord's not interested in how big of right. a church you've got, but how big of an impact yes. you, you know, you've made throughout the community. And so to be an evangelist and to have that in your name in the name of the ministry, says a lot, because I think a lot of times when we think about church, we think about, okay, yeah, Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, I'm going to be there, we're going to sing a few songs, I'm going to hear Bishop, uh, you know, bring a word, I'm going to pat him on the back and tell him that was a good word, Bishop, and I'm going to go home, yes. and that was church. Yes. You know, we, we think of church being that that way, but there's, we've been called, we yes. are the called, we are yes. the church is the called to, to go out and to step out and to be the light and shine the light and share the gospel and be the good news, and that's, that's, that's an evangelist. Yes. You know, we uh, can say that our Sunday service is probably a very small amount of the ministry that we do in the city. Mm. Uh, this past week for Thanksgiving, we have got quite a few members that are here that are here by themselves, many of them. And we have uh, opened our doors that they would come and have Thanksgiving dinner with us and share that they would have a family and would not have to sit by themselves. Uh, We go to the hospital. We go wherever an open door is to us to do ministry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in ministry, many times it's not just going in saying a prayer, but sometimes it's rolling up your sleeves, getting out, down, doing manual labor, helping people. Yeah. But wherever an open door is for us to go in and minister, we try to be there. We help uh, some churches distribute. They have a you know food pantry that they distribute. We go over as a church. We go over as a body and help them mm-hmm. in their distribution of uh, the food. And as I said, just whatever, wherever God can plug us in to do ministry in the city, that's what we're doing, and that's what we're here for. I, lo- I love that you said that, you, you know, what you do on Sunday is a little part of what the overall big picture yes, of what it is you guys yes. do, because I think that's the church. I think that's what the church ought to be, that we are out with the people, helping the needy, yes. uh, visiting those that are in prison, uh, helping the, uh, the the widow, the orphans, anyone that's in need out there. That's That's the church of Acts. That's Jesus Christ and his ministry. And I think in our modern-day culture, modern-day Western culture, uh, we, we think about a church building and we think about stained glass windows, and, and that's nice, but that's not 
the essence of the church. Yes. The church is you and I, as Christians, as as self-proclaimed followers of Jesus Christ, to be out and be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, reaching these people with the love of Christ, shining the light, the light of Jesus uh, to them, and, and, and just helping them in wherever there's a need. Well, that's that's what, what we're here for. Yeah, that, do, that's awesome. To do that. And we are, you know, as I said, it doesn't matter how large or how small that uh, ministry may be, we're yet able to help. I can remember back uh, during the storm when there was Katrina and Hurricane Rita when they had the refugees coming in. They came into Corpus, and some of the larger ministries were doing different things for them. And we were not able to do like some of them, but I cried. It it mm. really hurt me that, uh, in fact, a brother told me that you're not able to do anything. And I cried about the fact, and I reached out to the Lord, and he said, what I want you to do is take your group and go down and put on a concert for them. Mm. And we went to the shelters, and we put on just a good gospel concert. And they were blessed, and that's what wow. we are all about. Well, we appreciate you being here, uh, Bishop Booker. Thank you so much for your ministry. Thank you for uh, listening to the Word of, of God and, and uh, the voice of God and coming to San Antonio and being a part of what God is doing here. I believe that greater days are still ahead of you, yes. and uh, God's blessings are upon you and, and uh, the ministry there at New Evangelist Ministries. Um, if you'd like to find out more information, uh, I'd encourage you to reach out to Bishop Booker. You can call uh, 210-557-0851 if you want to find out more information about their outreach and get involved in that. If you want to find out more about the deliverance ministry and, and find out how to uh, go about doing that, then please reach out to uh, Bishop Booker again, 210-557-0851. You can find them online at newevangelistministries.org. Again, newevangelistministries.org. Sunday services are at 1.30 p.m. over on Nacogdoches Road in northeast San Antonio. The address is 12403 Nacogdoches Road, Suite 110. Uh, Again, Kingdom Builders Conference is going to be in April 23rd through the 26th. Find out more information there uh, with Bishop as well. Thank you so much for being here in studio. We thank you for having us here. Appreciate you. God bless you. And for everybody else listening, thank you once again for uh, tuning in to AM 630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com